are you doing? Um, I guess I'll, I'll start by saying uh, what you just seen happen there, that's been my whole life. I try to be a gentleman to my wife, and uh, she's not the type to accept that very well. So I find myself standing, waiting to do that for her, and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I, I thought I was trying to be a gentleman. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I don't like it. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was like, I'm like, okay, I'm standing here with my back to the people. That's probably not good, but I, I want to make sure to get the stage first, you know. Anyway, um, I thank you for allowing us to be here today. Thank you for being willing to listen, and uh, hopefully I can bring something to you that you that will help you know, or open something up. Uh, I'm Pastor Dwayne Grant uh, of the Body Gathering in Yellow Springs. This is my wife, Amanda Grant. And behind you, uh, this is our family. Um, thank you. Uh, we could not bring them all with us. It just <laughs> we need a break sometime. <laughs> This is a mini vacation for us. Hallelujah. <laughs> um, if you don't mind, can I just, I don't want to be super spiritual. Can I just pray real quick? It's more for me than you, okay, if I'm honest. <laughs> Lord God, thank you for this time. I just pray right now, Father, that you would uh, bless us, bless each and every one of us. Father, I pray that uh, you would help me to decrease, that you would increase in me and us, Lord God. And uh, I just pray that you would speak. Uh, let whatever comes out of my mouth be profitable for these people, Lord God minister to them and, and give them uh, wisdom and knowledge. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Um, so, I figured we would just kind of open with letting you get to know who we are. Uh, we met on a cruise ship. Uh, I was I was running from adulting, you know, at, at 20-something years old. I was like, you know, ugh, this is definitely not what I want to be doing. I was running from that and, you know, just little relationships that I had. And um, well, he got the ticket for free. That up there. Um, someone couldn't go, so he ended up getting a ticket with his family. But he got to go free. Thank you, Jesus, for that. And then um, I went with my family. I was running. Um, I was married before, and it was an unhealthy, toxic relationship. And so we were going through a divorce, and I needed to get away. And so I went on a cruise with my mom and my stepdad and my little brother, thinking, I don't have to deal with nothing. I'm not going to meet any men. don't want nothing to do with them, let alone the God put us together. And there he was at the front of the ship. But no, um, seriously, we were on the front of the ship, and I told him that um, God had sent me an angel that day. I was not a Christian at the time. Um, I did not anything. And so, um, with that, I told him that he never told me that he was a Christian. We just ended up hanging out with our families, karaoke, and having a great time. He's a gentleman. Um, and so that's where God placed us uh, together. We know that it was the Lord. His ticket was free. And that <laughs> so we just know that it was, um, it was God that placed us together. And so from that day forward, we talked. I'm from Canada, and he is from Dayton, Ohio, and so the chances of us being together that everybody said it would 
I loved what was inside of him and I didn't want to lose that friendship. So from then, it was two years long distance and then... That's where the diversity started at, though, for us. I mean, you know, uh, in our relationship and our marriage. Uh, just so many things that were so different. You know, I, I am coming to find out that diversity has many different layers. You know, a lot of us always want to talk about white and black or, you know, race diversity. But there's so much more than just those things. Um, and, and, you know us meeting and us getting together on that ship, our family members were like, you know, they were stereotyping, you know, her, her family stereotyping me, my family stereotyping her on some levels, uh, but nobody, nobody's racist. None, none of us are racist. Uh, you know, she, she grew up in, in a, a community that had like one black family, but listen to this. And some of you will understand this, you know. Uh, her family, they they were definitely not racist, you know. Uh, her her dad's best friend was black. Stepdad. Her stepdad. Stepdad. Yeah, stepdad. Best friend was black. And, you know, so, no. I just, seriously, though, this was the conversation me and her were having. It wasn't, it wasn't a, a race conversation at all. But it was just, you know, she was telling me, like, how many black people in our community? It's one family, and, and uh, the guy was best friends with my stepfather. And what's his name? Dwayne. Yes, it was. His name was Dwayne too. So, you know, I was like, well, this is God right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, but this was this was our life. You know, this is the beginning of our life together. Uh, and I realized that I had ignorance that we didn't. I didn't grow up in culture where that was. So even when he came to visit, I mean, he's walking with me and I'm realizing real quick that people are quickly staring at us walking. And I'm like, why are they staring at me? It's so weird. Like, and he's like, you know, guess what? You know, and so we, I started to see things and learn more. I started to learn more um, just culturally and understanding how he came up and how I came up, and more and more why God put us together, um, especially for a time as right now. Um, we didn't. We met when we were 25 and 27, or that's when we got married. Um, but now we're 37 and 39, and it's a time right now that God has um, for us to do His work where we're at in Yellow Springs. Um, we'll move on to our five children. Um, Part of my testimony is I wasn't supposed to have children, so that's how God brought me to Him. Um, I was told I'd never have children, and so um, I had a lot of damage on my ovaries. And so, as you can see, we have five babies, and God is the work. Um, I was healed. I was healed through Him praying for me over the phone, and uh, I instantly went to the doctor, and they told me my ovaries were whole. And so, when we got married, two weeks later, I was pregnant with our first child, and then I never stopped. And I've been pregnant ever since, but praise God, I'm not pregnant now, and I'm not going to <laughs> Well, unless he says so. Um, but with that, you can see that our kids are, it, it doesn't happen often that you see a mixed couple with different white children and black children, or mixed children and white, whiter-looking children. My boys have blonde hair. They look like surfer boys. And so when I walk around with them, it's normal. When Dad does 
a little bit different. Um, people think that we adopted our children a lot. Um, we do. We have had that. I've we just went. I'm sorry. We just went to go look at a house recently, and uh, we walked in. She goes, "Your children are beautiful. I can see that it's a uh, what is they, they call it? A mix? No, a blended. Yeah, I can see it's a blended family. And when people typically say it's a blended family, they think that two families would come together. You know what I mean? And I was like, no, they're all mine. <laughs> I have to tell people a lot. I felt I feel like I have to tell people that a lot, and I have to tell people that they're all both of ours yeah. because people will think that oh, I brought some in and I just went willy-nilly or whatever, you know, doing stuff. So um, my daughter, my firstborn, I was asked if I adopted her from Ethiopia. Um, one time in the grocery store when she was a baby, and that was a, a, a hit for me, like, no. And I never thought of that because that's my baby. But then I do. I was looking at people, white women who had mixed or, or African-American children, like, well, they must have adopted them. That was what I was looking at them that, and when I hit that, when someone asked me if I had adopted, I was like, man, I do that all the time. I need to stop. So God was teaching me at the same time um, where, how, how I needed to look at things with his eyes in a better way. And so. So, I mean, we have, we've grown, I mean, obviously as a family, uh, sometimes I know I probably, and I say I, because, like she said, she was more ignorant to the race situation. Um, and I try to be, I try not to be overly uh, race conscious. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like if I, if I don't pay attention to it, then I would be on some levels ignorant myself. Uh, so, you know, Conversation started with us, you know, sometimes where it's like, you know, she's like, I don't see color. And I'm like, well, honey, you, you kind of have to see color. You know, like, you don't have to let it run and rule your life, but you have to see it. You have to see it for what it is. And she was like, well, you know, I just, I just don't know. But over time, she's, she's come to realize that, you know, she understands. She's kind of found that balance of seeing it uh, and navigating it, but not letting it rule our lives, you know. And so sometimes I feel like I can over-prepare, you know, but that's just me. I'm, I'm the guy that over-prepares, you know. Uh, I don't, like when I preach, I don't have a hundred notes. No, I don't. But I went over the few that I have a hundred times. You know, I want to make sure I have it all together. Um, you know, like she had wrote down some things. I said, you know, write down some things. And then I had wrote down some things, and then I sat down and was like, okay, we've got to make sure both things match up. You know, we want to make sure we're doing all it. But that's who I am. So sometimes I can over-prepare uh, with the kids and with our family, but we've, we've found a good balance, and God has blessed us so far, and I'm, I'm grateful for that, to not have had too many uh, hiccups in, in our family life or whatever. So with that, you know, we now had the opportunity to birth church and we are in Yellow Springs which is a very very diverse community um, as a matter of fact Yellow Springs was known as a civil rights hotspot uh, back in the 60s 70s I do believe it was and so um, for instance uh, the, the college Antioch Dr. Martin Luther King's wife um, and her name just flew out of my head Coretta 
uh, Sarah Scott actually went to college there in the community at Antioch. Um, that's where she came out of. And so um, her and, and a lot of other people were in that community, so that's what the community was known for. It has been uh, drawn away from, they like to hold the title and, and they like to say this is who we are, um, but it's really who they were. Um, and, and that's okay, that's not a problem, but uh, me and Amanda have an opportunity to go in there and not not really be looked at sideways because of our color and our race and our mixed family. Um, more than anything, the diversity and the challenges with diversity that we have dealt with have been more uh, of those subcultures of you know, within the cultures. Um, primarily, the thing that we've probably dealt the most with has been with the LGB community, LGBT community, um, where it was like, you know, we, we came into that, into that community, it was like, we don't think we want you here because you don't allow this, or you don't like this, or whatever. And we're like, you don't even know us. You know, you don't know us. Not to say that we do or we don't, but you don't even know us. Like, how about we talk first? How about we have a, a, a conversation? Let's let's sit down. Let's chat. And um, this initial uh, force that was coming against us was actually from a church. So we were like, you know, it was a pastor. The pastor emailed me and was like, you know, I was looking at your email. I was looking at your website, and your website says this. And, you know, you guys are going to come here and, and, and bring Jesus. Well, Jesus is already here, you know. And I was just like, okay, so what's the problem, you know? <laughs> um, but, you know, come to find out that there was a little bit more at work. You know, it wasn't just that. It was, you know, what they felt like we were bringing to the table and what we were willing to look at and discuss. Um, but again, I believe that that's something that God really has worked on me with when it comes to diversity and us with when it comes to diversity in the church and in this community. Um, color is not something that we have an issue with. Uh, cultural is, culture is not something that we have an issue with. Uh, we have a, we have a, a Hawaiian, uh, well, actually, she's Samoan, if I want to be correct, right? She's Samoan, and her and a, a friend of ours just got married, and they're part of our church, and they're leaders in our church. And, uh, and we were joking because she plays the ukulele and she joined the, the worship team. And I was like, man, I cannot wait to get her on stage with the ukulele. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm just, I'm stoked about it. So we're ready for that part of it. But some of the things that we haven't, that, that hit us hard, um, and this is where, you know, I, I really stir the pot at. Don't mean to, but it just is what it is, is that uh, being in the community that we're in, um, the, the gay, homosexual, lesbian community, it, it's, it's heavy there. Um, primarily the le lesbian side because women in that community are very prevalent. Um, they, you know, it's a lot of families, you know, that are, you know, lesbian families in this community. And so this is what we're going into. And by no means were we really prepared or ready for that per se. But I will tell you what, what we were ready for and it was, we were ready to love. You know, she just whispered in my ear, like, I really legit didn't know exactly what I was going to say right there. And she was like, love, let's, let's 
But we were ready to love. And so when I sat there in the, in the seat and I said, we are open, we have open doors. That's really what I mean. Like, we really have open doors. And it's not open to come in and do whatever you want to do. It's not open to come in and just, you know, but it's, it's open so that you can come in and receive Christ. And if you come in as who you are and you have something to offer that can be offered and received, we will receive it and we'll, we'll take it in and we'll, we'll apply it, you know, biblically, right. Um, but if not, then, you know, we will allow the Word to separate what is not good, you know. Um, and I believe that when you talk about diversity in any fashion, that's what you have to do. So, um, I don't want to be before you long, but let me ask you a question. I have a question for all of you. And that question is this. Um, do you really want diversity? Do you really want diversity? Please. Really think about this. And that's not to say that you want to walk away from it. But how many people here have prayed for patience? That's, that's funny. Everybody knows that. Let me tell you something that God revealed to me. Praying for diversity is just like praying for patience. Yeah. So, um, I've not been around for a long time. But God gave me revelation that praying for diversity is just like praying for patience. When you pray for diversity, that means you are opening up your doors to everything. Um, we have, we have a, we had a. Uh, I'll put it this way so that you can. It'll be more accepting, I think. <laughs> We had a young lady come and decide she wanted to come to church. And she was like so inquisitive. She wanted to know more about Christ. And we were like, yes, let's go. And then shortly behind her came her partner. And we were like, you know, you know, like, can I be honest? This is where we were. We were like, okay. I was like, okay, God, I know that you put us here, and we said we wanted to reach everyone, but I don't think I really meant everyone. No, I mean, seriously, like, I, that's not, I get it, I had to back that. I feel like it's not even about, I don't want to reach everyone, it becomes, okay, so we're the pastors of this church, and what are all of you going to look at us if we have women with women coming in and sitting in our pew, and we're like, oh, they're that church that accepts lesbians. I think that went through our minds, to be honest, is what are people going to look at this church? Well, we're loving them, and we both prayed and said, no matter what, God said to love his children, love his people. And that's what we're doing here. And God will do the work inside of them to change the same thing with racial issues and all of that that come in. When you, God has to change those people. I cannot change you, but God can. So if we're bringing forth the word of God every week, we're going to pray that that's what starts to move. And that is what is happening in those women. 
God is doing it. And they said to us, thank you for doing that. Because I'm going to have the opportunity. One of, one of them actually used those words. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to get to know Jesus. Because so many people said, oh gosh, we can't have that. You can't do that in here. You know, and you can't sit together in here. And they said, if your God's so big and so great and he's so awesome what you preach, then how come you won't let me come in until I'm better? And that, they said that after they're already in. And so many churches feel that way. They won't let us in until we're already better. And I looked at them and she said, but do what you do. Go and walk, you and Dwayne, go and walk and do what you've been doing because the love that I received when I walked in the door and now the change that God is doing in me, that I know what my sin is. I know what has to change. It's hard to do it. It's hard, but he's doing it. But you didn't come at me and say, no, 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 you can't do this. God did it. And I can say that in this house where we're at, that God did it. And we love them no matter what. And that happens all along the board, not just in the LGBT community. It's in the diversity of everything. That's what we're made in His image to do. And that's what we teach. And let me just, and just let me remind you, and I mean, maybe this is the wrong way to say it, but let me remind you that some of you have been around uh, when, when black people were, they were the ones that you were newly letting into the church, right? You know, it was like, okay, I know I said I wanted to minister to everyone, but I didn't know it was going to be them, right? Um, and then... Some time went by and it was an alcoholic. You know, it was like, uh, you know, and then it was a heroin addict. And, you know, and now, like, this is kind of the big thing, right? Like, oh, you know, so it's, it's diversity. It is diversity. And if we open up and we love them, we start the conversation, we allow them to unpack. Right? We're, we're going to sit there and unpack this thing with them. And sometimes they'll even, once you sit down and begin to open that conversation, they'll ask you, do I, do I need this? Right? They pull out, you know, you're in, you're in Alaska, and they pull out the, the swimming suit. And they're like, do I really need this? And you're like, I don't think so. It's going to be kind of cold. Right? And they're like, you're right. You're right. And they've thrown it away, willingly. Not even an issue. You're right. I can see how this is not going to work. You know? And so, uh, yeah, I just, I want to leave you with that question. Do you really want diversity? And I encourage you, pray. Pray that God would really show you what that means and what that looks like for you and your ministry. Because we have had to do that and we are continuing to do that. And know this, that as you open that door, you will catch them get that. But like Dr. Ireland said, welcome that. Welcome that, that you know, uh, the, the, what is it? Yes, conflict. Welcome that conflict, you know, because in our actuality, it's going to sharpen you. It's going to make you better. And the people within your own congregation will begin to change. My mom came to our church. Um, and this last thing I'll say, my mom came to our church, and she... 
uh, came to me one day, and she was like, Dwayne, I have to say, she was like, you're trying your mama. I was like, what do you mean? She was like, uh, she said, you, she was like, I didn't know what you, how you were doing, because I seen, I seen, you know, and I said, what, what's he doing here? You know, she said, but you sit up there and you preach that word. And it was so, it was so plain. There was, there was no backing around it, not on their end and not on mine, she said. She said, because you preached it in such a way that I could not run from what God was trying to do. And she was like, but you also preached it in a way that they couldn't run from what God was trying to do. She was like, and I sat back there and I weeped. I weeped because I was like, God, how have I been doing this this long? And my son understands it better than I do. I'm sorry. And then, like I said, later, we have these, these ladies, and they come to us, and I'm like, thank you. We have seen change in our lives. So it is God, but we have to be willing to let God do what he does, no matter color, no matter what it is. Diversity is diversity. Sir. <laughs> All right, CMI, we just heard a word for CMI. CMI, we have to ask ourselves, do we really want diversity? Now, I don't think we can answer that right now. We have to pray through that, pray into that. I mean, I think we could all say, yeah, we, we think we want that. And Duane just said it's more than just racial. We've not had to deal with a lot of stuff that's out there. And if we're going to open the door, um, God is saying to us, I want to use you. And maybe God's question to us, are you willing to be used? And to be used means you have to embrace conflict. That's what we heard last night. If you go to the website for Christ Church USA, you'll read from Marlinda, Ireland, my mission in life.